Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I heard there was a uh, prestigious matchup this week in that show league that led to you being 3-0. That's right. There was a lot of trash uh, talked on this stage at this table. Take a look for yourselves. But there you go. That's Jay against Matthew. I'm just going to read it. Live at noon on the cock, which is my team, dominates, can't guard Mike's Vegemite with an A-plus performance. Well, And then there's a button to share it. Should I share it? No, I wouldn't share it. Fantasy Football Happy Hour with Matthew Berry, served by Applebee's. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Happy Hour. I'm Connor Rogers alongside a very busy crunching the numbers. I, Matthew Barry, Jay just, Croucher, Lawrence Jackson. Well, you know what I was doing right there is I was just I was reviewing um, I was reviewing my draft grade from Yahoo. No, because I got like a D. I got uh, like I well, got yeah, like a, I got a D, and I am three and zero, oh, and I lead this league in points. Like I knew I had a good draft. Yahoo apparently didn't. I'm just and I took it. You know what I did is I took that draft grade, Jay. And I put it on the locker room bulletin board. <laughs> and I said, I want you guys, no one believes in us. No one believes in us except in this room. This room. And you know what we did? What we've done? What we've done is we've kept our heads down and we've just gone out and we've executed, Jay. We've executed. That's what we've done. A lot more chat about the team this year than last year. A I lot have to more say. chat. Yeah. Oh, sure. what, up. What's that? What about us? <laughs> yeah, last, don't you, because we can get into last year if you want. Where, like, we had to restart the draft, and because, like, yeah, you know. didn't read the rules. Yeah, because half our league didn't <laughs> stop read the, the rules. Stop the draft. Oh, stop <laughs> it. Wasn't me. I knew it was a two-quarterback league, but, like, half of our league didn't. Okay. Yep. By the way, by the way, after we did all that, like, we had to restart the draft last year because half the league didn't know it was a two-quarterback league, and it was a whole disaster and everything like that. And we it happened big, again this year. We made a big deal of it. Well, no, it didn't happen. We didn't restart the draft, but Penn State Blake, our researcher, <laughs> The man responsible for the information of the show. Yeah, exactly. Too busy researching everything except the actual rules of our league. (laughs) But uh, he is also, despite the fact that he drafted as if it was a one-quarterback league, he's one and two the way that Jay is. So just saying. Congrats to Penn State. Blake got his first win versus me. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, so I don't get to drink for free today. No, you did not. I gave up the L to to Penn State. You do get to eat for free because of your... Disgusting belief in Desmond Ritter, but we'll talk about that later. Well, I'll tell you who does drink for free. Devon A. Chan, Fab Winners, drink for free today. Good for you. If you woke up this morning. We know you have no money left for drinks, so we're offering (laughs) it for free. You need to drink it all on Devon A. Chan. Still a good choice. Great choice. I mean. Great choice. Exactly. I, I would, you know. 
I remember when you drafted him in, in our league, because you're also 3-0, and by the way. This is, this is the 3-0 side of the table. In our league, I remember turning you, and I, I literally said a curse word right at you yes, in you the did. draft you room. You said you were looking for him on the last page. I, I was no. just, yes, exactly. I was super annoyed. And you, you didn't actually say, you didn't say the same word to me when I drafted Dalton Schultz, surprisingly. I did not. No. no. <laughs> or Najee. Like, that day, you actually walked out of the building, and you turned around to me, and you said, I'll call you about a trade for Devon A. Chain. And then you like that building. We never had those talks. I know. Um, well, I'm not well, on well, the what's, that, what's that stock looking yeah, like yeah, right he, now? Yeah, he's available for, you know, a Justin Jefferson. Like, <laughs> yeah, right right now. Uh, I should have bought low. Yeah, something um, like that. So, right. anyways, we got anyway. a lot to do today. Lawrence is here. Love when Lawrence is here. Keep it open or close it out. We're going to talk Javante Williams, mm. Gabe Davis, many others. Sam Laporta's hot star. He's eating good. But let's get into the Roto World player news. Yes. Of course, for all of your player news, go to NBCSports.com. And, I think news we are watching closely is the Packers' skill players, most notably Aaron Jones, and we got to hear head coach Matt LaFleur on Aaron Jones this week. He was on the practice field last week, so um, we were trying to get him out, you know, last game, but it's just I don't want to sacrifice one game for a a longer period of time. I don't think anybody does, and so until he's cleared, like I said, um, certainly we all want him out there. We know how valuable he is to our football team um, and just in so many aspects, whether he's got the ball or not. Uh, but we want to make sure that he's, he's able to protect himself and not going to be at further risk for injury. Matt LaFleur, that's head coach Matt LaFleur saying, and if you read between the lines when he said he's so valuable to him in so many aspects, one of the aspects he didn't mention was keeping A.J. Dillon on the bench. Because, I mean, it's been tough. It's been tough for A.J. Dillon. Exciting for the Packers to get him back, hopefully, this Thursday night when they host the Lions on Thursday night football. Christian Watson limited practice on Tuesday as well. We hope to see him. And the expectation here, Connor, is that we will see David Montgomery, who is a proud member of Live at Noon on the Cock. Yes, and a proud member of the Quick Healing Club. Yes, David sir. Montgomery dealing with what we thought was a week-to-week injury. He sounds like there's a good chance of him showing up Thursday with that thigh contusion. And it does sound like one of the murky statuses so far, Jay, of the season has been Christian Watson. I feel like his injury kind of came out of nowhere and he has not played yet. It sounds like Christian Watson will play Thursday night. There's a good chance at least. Yeah, and now that Michael Thomas is a picture of health, my man <laughs> Michael Thomas, as I predicted before the season, and then abandoned him and then kind of kindly got back on yeah. it. Uh, now that he's a picture of health, I feel like Christian Watson is the new poster boy for the Sam Jackson, Mr. Glass and Unbreakable type role. He's just always on the injury report. I would have just, on the information available, would have priced him a favorite to play each of the past three weeks, and he didn't play, didn't get up for it. Uh, but now it looks like he's finally right to go. It looks like they held him out of Sunday's game because it was the short turnaround to Thursday. Here's my question for all of you. I think the answer with Jones and Montgomery, because we've seen both of them on the field this year and be successful, I think if they're active, you're starting them Thursday night, right? Definitely. definitely. So the question is, is, but if Christian Watson is active as we expect him, are you immediately putting him right back in your lineup, or do you want to see a game of him with Jordan Love? Because we haven't seen that this year. Some people are hurting at receiver right now. That's a lot of injuries that's already happened. We just lost Mike Williams for the season, right? Unfortunately, um, some people were dependent on him as their wide receiver three with wide receiver two upside. Are some people sitting at this table? Yes, (laughs) because I I, I got this one league, man, and I'm just like, come on, man, get in there. And and you keep keep seeing that projection, and it's tricking you to make you think that he going to go get them 15. So depending on your roster, maybe. But in most cases, I would say no. No, you're you're saying you want to wait and see. 
Yeah, wait, I, I would want to wait and see. I think the question is, who's the number one Packers wide receiver that you're starting? Is it Christian Watson because of the upside and what he did in the back end of last year? Or is it Romeo Dobbs, who quietly has been very good and has gotten healthier, he's playing a lot more snaps, got a ton of targets against the Saints? I would probably go with Dobbs just because Watson could be on a snap count. He could not play, yeah. I just don't sure, know. But yeah. Dobbs, there's a bit more certainty. Short week, I go Dobbs. Dobbs' snap count, as that's gone up each week, the targets have gone up pretty much each week as well for him. I'm he, I am at wide receiver 38, so I'm, I'm sort of with Lawrence here and all you guys here. I think he he's going to be a boom-bust player, and it's just sort of a little bit of how lucky do you feel. Like, all he needs is one play to make your night, but the fact is he hasn't been out there, might be on a snap count. Is he going to be limited? Is his timing with Jordan Love connected? Because Let's be honest, like, Jordan Love's time. I mean, how many times have we seen Jordan Love miss a wide-open Luke Musgrave? It drives me crazy right. as somebody who's, like, been a massive Luke Musgrave guy all year. And so, you know, it's just, again, he hasn't been out there full speed. And so You, you want to see him just finish the game with no setbacks. Remember, this is a dude that run a 4-2. Yeah. These dudes have hamstring problems all the time. So you, whatever the stats is, you just want to see him finish the game. And all these guys, I think, they're all tied to Jordan Love and how good Jordan Love is. And it's weird because with he coming into the season, I think he and Deshaun Watson were the two highest variance quarterbacks in the league just because we didn't know what we were going to get from them. We've seen three weeks of Jordan Love. I've still got no idea if he's any good because he's been very efficient. He's also only completing 53% of his passes. He's avoiding negative plays and he's having big plays and he added value with his rushing. But certainly I think Watson is the guy you want for the rest of the season over Dobbs, but Thursday night I'd be leaning Dobbs. And while the Packers haven't officially said if Watson's playing or not, he has. I mean, we have a tweet from him basically letting the cat out of the bag here. Um, you know, Packers wide receiver Christian Watson on whether he'll play Thursday versus the Lions. That's the plan, he said. That's from Tom Silverstein, who covers the Packers. So Watson's been pretty vocal. He's expected to play. We'll see where that one goes as we get closer to Thursday night football. Some other notable injuries we're tracking here. Of course, Joe Burrow, he's just going to be day-to-day with this calf injury for quite some time. But a lot of guys in concussion protocol that we won't have updates on until later in the week. Jimmy Garoppolo, Anthony Richardson, and Jalen Waddle here, Barry. Yeah, expectation, though, uh, news, news uh, alert that I got just before I walked into the show is that Anthony Richardson expected to practice today. Now, that doesn't mean he's cleared from the concussion protocol. There's a lot of different steps there. Uh, you know, on my old show, Stefania Bell is a master at the concussion protocol sequencing, and it's, uh, as, as she has taught me many years, uh, it is a nonlinear in- injury, and so there can always be setbacks, and so he needs to be cleared by an independent, um, I don't know, what do you call it, independent clearer. Whatever. Yeah, medical personnel. Whatever it is. I don't know. The fact of the matter is, but the fact that he is <laughs> feeling well enough specialist. to get yeah, the That's fact that he's feeling well enough to get right back there. out there. You see your new fantasy uh, team name, independent clear. Just to be very just to be very clear. Everyone's making fun of me and not Anthony Richardson or his concussion. I just want to be clear. They're, yes, they're, they're, they're making fun of me and my butchering of the English language. In fairness to me, English is my second language. So, you know, I'm still learning it. Um, but, yeah, he's expected to practice today, so that would be great signs if the Colts can get him back for this week's game against the Rams. Also just broke five minutes ago that Bryce Young will practice today, which I'm not sure if that's good or bad for Adam Thielen and DJ uh, Chark. I think and you know the answer to that. Yeah, probably bad. I mean, good if you've yeah. got Bryce Young and he's your second quarterback in a 2QB league, but I don't think that moves the needle. No, it's good. Just throw the ball 50-some times like Andy Dalton did, and something good will happen. I mean, listen, even if it's Bryce Young, I still do think Adam Thielen is not going to have a 31-point game, but I do think he'll get a decent amount of targets. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little, you know. Volume's hashtag, insane. Yeah, ha- volume's insane. They're playing Minnesota, which is a bad defense. Hashtag revenge game. 
you know, listen, there's some extra motivation. Hashtag there, I'm old sure. people matter. Old, old people absolutely matter. Yes. Like, God bless old people. Thank you. <laughs> Let's jump into who's eating good. Of course, presented by Applebee's. These are players that are either coming off a hot week, a hot start to the season, and I'm going to throw to you guys and wonder, is this sustainable or is this just kind of lightning in a bottle here in Lawrence? Okay. How about Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton's first three games. Russell Wilson looks better in this Broncos offense. I know things haven't gone well for the Broncos, but a lot of that is on the defensive side of the ball. Do you think Cortland Sutton can keep this up? Yeah, well, as far as this week, I'm going to say yes. They're playing the Bears defense, so I'm going to like any – I like Judy as well this week and their running backs, which we'll get to later. Uh, you saw what they just – what the Bears defense just gotten done to them by the Kansas City Chiefs in really just three and a half quarters. So, um, while – Cortland Sutton may not get the 11 targets he had last game because they were basically chasing the Dolphins. <laughs> that's still that, that mm-hmm. 70 points is still crazy to me, but he could still come out here and uh, have a decent game. I got him at a wide receiver 19, so I think he'll uh, eat good in the neighborhood in week four. I'm at wide receiver 25, and I agree with Lawrence as well. I do think he can keep it up in general as well. Like He, he actually dropped a touchdown uh, last week as well. Like, his game could have even been better. I mean, again, they were chasing 50, whatever. You know, not the Broncos' day. But I agree, you love the matchup against the Chicago Bears. But he's got 44% of Denver's team end zone targets. And obviously, Judy missed some time. But the fact is, is that with Dulcich on IR and Jerry Judy's never been a big guy in the end zone or the red zone, he's never been a big touchdown scorer. Like, I think Cortland Sutton, who is a big body, is somebody that is – Again, it's like kind of the lazy uh, analysis, but it doesn't mean it's wrong, which is like he's sort of the DK Metcalf to Russell Wilson in this offense. Like, again, clearly with their defense, Russ is going to have to throw and lost in the 50-point loss to Miami is the fact that we talked about this, Jay, that Wilson actually looks decent this year. Like, like the Broncos' problems, and there are many, are not on Russell Wilson. Nah. Like, uh, you know, honestly, he's been fine, and... Cortland Sutton has been his favorite target so far. 24% target share this season for Cortland Sutton. He's been Russell Wilson's go-to guy. Yep, 23 targets for Sutton. The next highest on the team is at 12. So he's been the guy, clearly. And to your point, Russell Wilson has been good or good adjacent, that kind of realm, and, yep. uh, and he's providing value, and he can get it down the field. Jay, another receiver eating good, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, averaging 14, over 14 points per game like Cortland Sutton. I think it's been a little bit inconsistent week to week. Now, unlike Sutton, his matchup this week causes for concern because he has the 49ers at San Francisco. Yeah, but you know what else was cause for concern was his matchup last week against the Dallas Cowboys, who in theory came into the week, people thought had an even better defense than San Francisco. Didn't matter. And this San Francisco defense, like, they cannot show up for games. Like, they really struggled early against the Rams and Matthew Stafford. I think that Josh Dobbs has shown that he can provide fantasy value to his receivers. Marquise Brown's just a really good receiver, and we knew that coming into the season. It was kind of baffling that his ADP was so low, and he's clearly Josh Dobbs' guy. Yeah, by the way, I mean, like, he's had basically one back. This is a guy that was an elite fantasy wide receiver in Baltimore when he was healthy. Then he comes to Arizona. He was good last year. He was on my preseason love list because I was like, look at the numbers that he got when DeAndre Hopkins wasn't there. Just a massive, massive target share. You see it there on your screen. Five, ten, seven. This is somebody who is getting a ton of work. And so the receiving yards, whatever, 54, 61 each of the last two weeks. But he scored each of the last two weeks as well. He's gotten at least five receptions in two straight weeks. I have to tell you something. He's getting basically a 28% target share. And to your point, like, again, what would the Jets give for Josh Dobbs right now? 
I, honestly, Woo. no, seriously, Josh. Seriously. I, like, you know, I'm a Josh Jobs stan. I'm a homer there. But the fact is, is that the 49ers, the 49ers are giving up a ton of receptions to opposing wide receivers. And, like, they'll probably be down in this game, but they'll be throwing. And clearly that, I think, volume gets them there. So I have Hollywood Brown as wide receiver 28. So I'm as a, you know, upside wide receiver three this week. But uh, I'm a believer in Hollywood Brown not only this week, but you know, for the season again, because it's going to be, it's a good or good adjacent. I like that phrasing. Yeah, uh, yeah. Offense, like, it, I don't know that it's a good offense, but it's like, it's, it's a competent viable. offense. They, they, they do viable. Them Like, it's, you know what I mean? Like, you yeah. feel better about Marquise Brown's situation than you do about Garrett Wilson's. Well, the chemistry with Marquise Brown and Josh Dobbs is getting better. Remember, Josh Dobbs said before the season, before the first game, he's like, I don't even know the player's name. So we saw Hollywood Brown week one, three catches, 28. Week two, that drastically jumped up to 10 targets, and now he's scoring the touchdowns. He's getting the targets. So, you know, the Rams receivers did nice work against the 49ers. I'm not going to count what the Giants receivers did versus them. So yeah. there's room to get to rack up here. Also, Dobbs only had to throw the ball 21 times because they were leading against Dallas by multiple scores for so long. So they didn't even really need to throw, and Brown still had a really, really good day. It's funny to think just a few weeks ago, they hadn't even announced Josh Dobbs as the starter going into week one of the season. But doesn't have his jersey in the team store. Uh, yes. Yeah, yes. the video was, was great. Josh Dobbs, fun follow on social. Guys, a month and a half ago, he wasn't on the team. He, he, he was in Cleveland's camp. To start the preseason, yeah. like he gets traded, yeah. like he lost the backup job, lost to DTR, the, lost the backup job to DTR, like for whatever reason, and maybe I think probably because DTR is probably closer in skill set to uh, Deshaun Watson, like again, mobile quarterback, right. and so they feel like they don't. Ha- if if something were to happen to Watson, they wouldn't have to change their offense as much for DTR. And by the way, DTR had a really nice camp. Awesome you know? summer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they drafted so, him. Know, right. It's, yeah. There's a reason um, there. So, by the way, somebody, if he's available in your dynasty league, stash. or very good stash. I Probably isn't. But um, anyway, yeah. We like, we like Josh Dobbs. We like Hollywood Brown. Our final one here, Sam Laporta is eating good, Lawrence. I know you liked Laporta before this draft. I don't think anyone saw him fi- uh, finishing the first three weeks of the season as tight end three in fantasy. This is one of those ones where I hate that I even have to ask if this is sustainable. Sam Laporta is a huge part of Detroit's offense. Yeah, and we knew it was definitely going to be like that to, to start the season without Jamison Williams. So it's just going to ride on through the, uh, the rest of the season. He's eating, he's eating really good. He's like a glutton, and he's only getting better in each game. Even if you take out that 45-yard touchdown pass, you still like the targets. He'd have 10 targets for seven catches and 40 yards. So you still like the volume, and it was there from week one. So I like him this week. I got him at tight end three this week, um, and I like him for the rest of the season, obviously. I'm a tight end five this week, but both of us have us, uh, you know, have him as a, an elite fantasy one tight end. You know what word I like? I like the word most, as in most receptions through yeah. first three games by a rookie tight end in NFL history. Most receiving yards among NFL tight ends through three weeks. Most tie, uh, most highest tar- target share among tight ends this season, other than Zach Ertz. So uh, whatever, uh, I'm trying to make a bit there. But the fact of the matter is, pick a number, whatever stat you want. Sam Laporta is crushing it. We believe in this offense. We believe in Jared Goff as well. We understand now why the Lions were okay letting T.J. Hawkinson go because they had their eyes on Sam Laporta. So um, looks like they found themselves. Uh, a superstar here, and I don't think this goes away even with Jamison Williams comes back. I mean, Jamison nah. Williams is a, you know, is a guy down the nah, sidelines, yeah. but like, 
where Jared Goff is comfortable throwing the ball and where this offense kind of lives is the middle of the field between the hashes, and that's Amon Ra and that's Sam Laporta. Yep, and it should be sustainable. He's the number three tight end by PFF grade, also being an excellent pass-blocking tight end, which is really important. And as you talked about with Amon Ra and why he's your ride or die, they have a very favorable schedule in terms of conditions, the back end of the season where they're just not playing outdoors ever. They're not exposed to weather ever, and so he's just going to provide value the rest of the way. And you always look for when some when something happens, why did this happen? You know, is is it a fluke? Is the opportunity there? Is the talent there, Connor? And I know you love this kid coming out of college. Yeah, I mean, he was somebody that played a unique role for Iowa's offense where they'd play him in the slot, they played him in the backfield, they put him out wide, they put him on the line of scrimmage, and he was good at everything because yeah. he's a reliable blocker. And that's why he's on the field for 100% of the snaps wherever he goes because that means he's going to get to run more routes as well. So Laporta, he's good after the catch. He's got ball skills. I mean, he's a complete NFL tight end. Yeah. That's what he is. And an offense that... You want your tight end yeah. to be in. Perfect fit. Perfect fit. So, with that, we'll take our – Sam Laporta remains eating good, quite clearly. Stay eating show. good. With that, in we'll take our first break. Uh, when we're back, keep it open or close it out. Would Matthew bench Jahan Dotson? The Uh-oh. answer I like next. This. I like this. I really got to start attending meetings. <laughs> Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The toughest competition of the year is here. The biggest talents in men's rugby take the stage as 20 countries compete for 20 days of heart-pounding, hard-hitting action at the Rugby World Cup. Watch every match live on Peacock all the way through the final on October 28th. Game's also available on CNBC. I like Australia to win that, Connor. 500 to 1. (laughs) Sure. Let's go Australia. Go Ruse. Are they, are they the Roos? Uh, what are they? I don't think so. <laughs> Not a big rugby union guy. Yeah, okay. I'm an Australian football man. All right, fair enough. You said it's embarrassing, but this is kind of an historic game. I mean, I'm aware. Third time the team has scored 70 points over 70. What's the question? I mean, What's the question? How do you feel about it? I just finished telling you. Historically embarrassing. Next question. Keep it open or close it out. Sean that Payton hoping to close man. out this season at some he point. He's mad. He's upset. He's, he's upset. Angry. He's upset. Like, feels like if they'd only given up, you know, if they'd only lost by 40, then maybe he's a little bit calmer. But once it got to 50, it feels like <laughs> that's when it 
sort of spilled over. By yeah. the way, I like that though. I like the fact that like he interrupted. You know, the guy was trying to ask a question. What's a question? You should What's a, well, I'm trying. Well, What's a question? Ask a question, sir. What's a question? I'm going to use that, by the way. I'm absolutely <laughs> going to use that uh, going forward. We're just, what, 10 days away from the unstoppable force. Nathaniel Hackett meets the immovable object, Sean Payton. Big fantastic. It's going to be on pay-per-view. Way, that game he tried Russell Wilson to the Jets. Yes. The, 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 <laughs> the reunion. Circle. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Let's do it again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Back. Yeah, who says no? <laughs> Listen, we're, Super Bowl with Wilson. we're looking They're at really good. Uh, Javante Williams at the Bears here, coming off that Sean Payton horrible presser, tough scene. Listen, guys, keep it open or close it out. You know what we do here. It's basically exactly. if you're just on the path of just sitting a player, you could be dropping the player. Because we're at a bar. We're at a bar. It's your tab. Mm-hmm. And, Lawrence, let's, let's start with you on this one because Javante obviously just hasn't gotten anything going in this offense this season. He's averaging under nine points per game. But the reality is Chicago's rush defense right now is allowing the second most fantasy points to running backs this season. So this is kind of one of those love the matchup, losing faith in the player. How do you handle this situation? Yeah, well, we're going to handle it with the matchup here. Um, the matchup that was last week, it doesn't matter now. Now you're going against the Bears, like you said, have given up the second most points in fantasy. I'm going to leave this one open, have a little sippy sip. He's still averaging 14 and a half touches per game. Last week, C-H-E, uh, CEH and uh, Isaiah Pacheco combined for over 100 rushing yards and two touchdowns. So I think Javante will be able to do a little something, still dominating the touches in this backfield. Yep. Uh, Australian Rugby Union team is called the Wallabies. Uh, brain fade earlier. Uh, Javante Williams. Look, I think the thing here is that the Broncos might be in favorable game scripts, which is crazy to say for a team that just lost 70-20, to 20, but they are three-point favorites on the road to Chicago. Chicago is the worst team in the NFL right now. That's, that's not a real team, and uh, I think this is a very good get-right spot, and they should be running the ball. I'm at running back 20. Totally agree with both you guys. Like, again, yeah, we'll talk about this game a little bit later, but, uh, yeah, I mean... Javante Williams. I don't think you can play some AJP, Ryan, but what's exciting to me about Javante Williams is the fact that he's been targeted on 34% of his routes. Like, again, so he's getting involved in the passing game somewhat as well, and game script should work for in his favor. I'm running back in a similar situation here, guys. Brees Hall. He had a couple of big runs against Buffalo week one. We haven't really seen anything from him the following two weeks against Dallas and, of course, against New England. He goes up against the Chiefs on Sunday Night Football, of course, here on NBC. I mean, here's the reality with Brees Hall right now. Nobody respects Zach Wilson to throw the ball. They sell out against the run. And we told you all summer there's going to be a ramp-up period for Brees Hall that he's not going to get a full workload at least the first four to six weeks of the season. I mean, Barry, is this one where you got What's gotta, a question? you got to close <laughs> it out. <laughs> uh, that's a question. All right, fine. You got to show Peyton scowl down yeah, I'm aware. Yeah. I'm aware Brees Hall has not been good. I'm aware no one's, that no one uh, – what's a question? <laughs> Um, yeah, the question is, I'm closing it out for now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm yeah. not, uh, but I, I just don't know how you can feel confident in starting him against the Chiefs, right? Last two games, he's had 17 touches. He's got 36 yards from scrimmage, under four fantasy points in both those games. He's playing under 40% of snaps so far this year. Chiefs, by the way, and now especially with now with Chris Jones back as well, but Chiefs have allowed the fifth fewest fantasy points to opposing running backs this season. And so, again, especially if they get down in this game, which you could certainly oh, see, yeah. like it just it doesn't feel like they're, they're going to use Brees Hall as part of some big comeback. They should, yeah. but it does feel like they're insistent on making it a Dalvin Cook-Brees Hall thing, and teams are just like, we'll take our chances. We're going to load the box, and we're going to dominate that poor offensive line of the Jets, and we're going to dare Zach Wilson to beat us one-on-one. And so far, that just hasn't happened. 
Yeah, I, I feel like this game is going to be much like it was for the Chiefs against the Bears, but like an easier scale this time, you know. Uh, Brees Hall only has one more carry than Dalvin Cook at this point. Dalvin Cook has five more catches for him, so they're not even letting Brees Hall rock in the receiving game. So with Kansas City being the fifth best against running backs in fantasy for this week, and it hurts. We got to close it out on Brees Hall. Yeah, there's the popular idea that, you know, running backs don't matter. Running backs do matter. Christian McCaffrey moves the line. Running backs are clearly important in the NFL, but they just sometimes cannot transcend their context. And when you have Zach Wilson playing this poorly and everyone just stacking the line and daring him to throw to Garrett Wilson one-on-one and he can't do it, then Brees Hall just has no way to succeed. Bijan Robinson cannot succeed if Desmond Ritter is playing like that. And Brees Hall, I mean, his value is going to depend on the quarterback situation either changing or Zach Wilson getting better. Well, at least being somewhat competent. I mean, I, I don't... Again, the easiest thing in the world is to just dunk on Zach Wilson, and I get it. He hasn't been good. He's got no time. Like, it's not, like again, it's a team game. The offensive line has been brutal through three games as well. Like, I mean, again, it's not all on Zach Wilson. I get it. A more mobile quarterback, a better quarterback, a more experienced quarterback can probably overcome poor offensive line play, but um, uh, Zach Wilson is not there yet in his career. So, yeah, got to close it out. I do think this. It'll be really interesting to see what happens next week. So they play Kansas City on Sunday Night Football uh, right here on NBC and Peacock. I'm a company man. Taylor Swift is likely going to be there. I have no idea if that's true. I'm just trying to get ratings up. But, um, but for now, let's assume that Taylor Swift will be in attendance uh, Sunday night at, you Met, meet her? at, at MetLife Stadium. Yes, Lawrence, I'm going to meet her. You better get the picture. 100%. 100%. I, you know, I don't want to bother for a picture. You'll take my word for it that I, I met her and I hung out with her, me, her, and Donna Kelsey. Um, I will say this, though. I will say this, though, just as long as we're talking about this game. Um, uh, me and you, and you, yes. not you, but the three of us and the Fantasy Football pregame crew will be live from uh, the Meadowlands from MetLife Stadium this Sunday morning at the at the Applebee's set yes, out sir. there. So and Taylor Swift will be appearing on the show. And the, yes, you guys come out. Like yep. I, I don't know how many people are tailgating twelve hours before the game, but if you're out there and you're bored, come on. Oh, no, maybe Jet do Jets fans? When Aaron Rodgers was healthy, they <laughs> yeah, they, they yeah. would have done. I'm, I'm not Aaron kidding. They get so to the gate at four. It's a little tough, but anyway, we'll be on the Applebee's set if you're bored and you want to come by and watch us do it. But we'll be doing it live, eleven to one from the Applebee's set on Sunday at MetLife Stadium, fantasy football pregame. Uh, but as for Brees Hall, yeah, this is – but they play Denver next week after the Chiefs. If, yeah. if Zach Wilson can't get it going against Denver, then I think well, – that, yeah. that, that, Then they play Philly and then there's a bye, and you got to figure that there's a change coming after the yeah, bye. Exactly. So the Jets, one note, of course, they signed Trevor Simeon to the practice squad this week, and I think – it's more about them bringing in somebody that's not Zach Wilson than it is about Trevor Simeon. And what I mean by that is the Jets need to get reps to somebody else to be, to, to be a number two behind Zach Wilson. I think this team is going to have a different quarterback out of the bye week. I don't think they allow this to continue. And why I say that is if you are a fantasy manager wondering, what am I going to do with Garrett Wilson? When am I going to be able to play Brees Hall? I do think there are better days ahead, but this is going to be a really tough three-week stretch for you against the Chiefs, the Broncos, who knows, because they're so bad on defense, and the Eagles, who are going to be a problem against the Jets as well. So you just got to find a way to get through these three weeks, but those guys do have value in the second half of the season. I think Brees Hall is the best buy-low candidate in the league right now because there's only two options with the quarterback situation. Either Zach Wilson starts miraculously playing better and Brees Hall's context gets better, or he keeps playing like he is, and then he's just not going to be the quarterback in four weeks. It's going to be someone else, and it'll be someone better. Do you think they do you think they do that like out of the bye? Let's say they lose the Denver games in Denver, right? Um, 
if they're one and five going into the bye, do you think they still? That's the scary part. They have to win one of these three games. Right. So if they're one and five, like, I mean, Denver's the obvious one, right? I mean, again, home to the Chiefs, you never know. Home to Philadelphia before the bye. But that that at Denver game in week five is the one that you sort of feel like that would be the chance that they could get. Um, But if they don't come through on that and they're one and five heading into the bye, do they just say, you know, we're just going to get reps with Zach Wilson. It is what it is. Let's see what we can have it because we either – we either get Caleb Williams or, um, or you know, we, we discover what we have in Zach Wilson. I mean, this is the third year of Zach Wilson. I think they won't do that to their roster yeah. because I think they're worried about the long-term outlook of Garrett Wilson with that team, Sauce Gardner with yeah. that team. I, I do think the Simeon signing to me tells me Simeon might be backing up someone different because if you move on from Zach – like if Zach Wilson loses the starting job again – I don't even think he suits up as the number two the rest and of the way. And it's not like the right. Jets didn't try to correct the problem. They traded for Aaron Rodgers. Right. He just happened to get hurt. So it's not like they oh, just yeah. sat back and just was like, hey, this Zach Wilson, it's, it's yeah. happened to unfortunate yeah. circumstances. Here's how bleak it is at the moment. The Jets are three-and-a-half-point underdogs in Denver. And Denver just lost by 50 points. Yeah, yeah it's not yeah. right. That's a yeah. bigger line than the Bears. Yeah, yeah. Week, let's go, go trade for Ryan Tannehill, please. All right. So <laughs> they should. Let's they move should. over. Oh, Kirk Cousins. The Vikings don't want to bring back Kirk Cousins. No. Jacoby Brissett, yeah. someone. Uh, what? Jacoby Brissett, someone. Sign Carson Wentz. Commanders actually wouldn't give up Jacoby Brissett, as insane as that sounds. <laughs> I don't think they you want. You want to know why? What? You want to know why? Why? I don't think you want to know why. <laughs> but we'll get to it in a little bit. <laughs> All right, then let's keep it moving then. All right, Joshua Kelly against the Raiders. Listen, guys, when Austin Eckler went down and Joshua Kelly had a good week one anyway, this was a hot waiver name. It looked like, okay, Austin Eckler said, go pick up Josh Kelly. It has not worked out the last two weeks, Lawrence, like we hoped. But much like Javante Williams, Joshua Kelly is staring at a matchup in the Raiders this week that you have to be a little excited about for a bounce back if you are going to continue to keep this open. You would be excited for the matchup, but like low-key, the Raiders are ninth best against running backs in fantasy. Uh, I think Josh Kelly is better with Austin Eckler. That's at least that's what the tapes show you. That's what the numbers show you. RB12 in week one with Eckler. Since then, he's running back 57. I can't be excited about 24 carries for 51 yards when you're the main guy. I can't, like, maybe if he was just, maybe he's just playing the Bears or the Broncos, but I'm going to close it out for this week. I agree, Lawrence. I'm closing it out as well. We talked about this on Monday. Like, Josh Kelly just might not be good. He's not good. He, you know, he just might just right. be a guy. I mean, the fact is, is like under four fantasy points in both games he started this year. He's averaging under 2.2 yards per carry the past two games. Right, He's not involved in the passing game, just two total targets over that stretch. He's had six career games where he's seen over 40% of the snaps. Right, Six career games where he's gotten over 40% of the snaps. He's had under 40 rushing yards in five of them. I, and it's not like a Brees Hall situation where like, well, you know, they're stacking the box because they got no quarterback. Like, they got a freaking it's yards. yards. Well, exactly. <laughs> That's my point. It's like it was Minnesota, and the Chargers have been moving the ball consistently all year long through the air. Obviously, Eckler moved the ball fine in week one. So it's just Josh Kelly just might not be any good. And so I, I currently have him ranked 48 because uh, – I'm sorry, 47. I currently have him ranked 47 because I did my rankings as if Eckler's going to play. You know, it's looking like that way. But it's worth noting they have a bye in week five. So could they, you know, could they basically – could they say, hey, let's take one more week, get Eckler right, especially, you know, in a game in Las Vegas that the Chargers might feel like we could probably win this one. Um, without Eckler, so but even if even if Eckler is out, 
even if Eckler's out, I'm still closing it out on Josh Kelly. I just, nothing I have seen gives me confidence that this guy is going to put up fantasy points. Now, to be fair to Josh Kelly, against the Vikings defense, DeAndre Swift also did nothing. Oh, wait, he ran for 175 yards. Josh Kelly's not any good. He's just not any good. Every time he's got an opportunity to your point, he just hasn't done anything with it. Hey, maybe you might leave it open if Austin Eckler was playing. I, that's when, that's it, when he did something. Right, exactly. He might, that may, he might vulture a touchdown if Eckler's right, playing. That's, exactly. that's, that's Eckler. how that go. Yeah, so no. But I'm, uh, I'm closing it out on, uh, on Joshua Kelly. And a game that's expected to be a shootout, the Dolphins and the Bills. This game has the highest over-under this week. The point total is set at 53-and-a-half, Jay. And is that good news for Gabe Davis right now? He's averaging just a little over 12 points per game uh, in fantasy through the first three weeks of the season. Do you ride with Gabe Davis and what should be a shootout? Not feeling great about it. I think he's a really kind of fringy type of operator. At the same time, he is still the number two wide receiver in a Josh Allen offense in a game that is going to be a shootout and the highest total on the board to your point, Connor. I mean, he's had 15 targets the first three weeks. If he's going to average five targets a game, he can probably provide value. But he's so boom or bust where, yes, he got the touchdown. He's gotten touchdowns the past two weeks. But you're just hoping that he hits a long one, and he's not something that you can really count on. But he does have a ton of upside week to week. Yeah, I'm going to keep it open here. Look, you know, we always say this with Gabe Davis. You either sort of got to start him every week or never start him. Try to guess when he is going to score when he's not. Like, he caught the touchdown last week. It was the only pass that he caught. They didn't need to, obviously, because future Hall of Famer Sam Howell was on his way to just a brutal performance. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) CFL Hall of Famer. Uh They love him in Canada. (laughs) Already. (laughs) They do. Like, they love this show in Canada, too. Um, But, I mean, again, they're playing the Dolphins. Lost in the – again – so much was made of the fact that the Dolphins, you know, put up 70 in this game and uh, had, you know, won by 50, et cetera. But whatever, the, the Broncos sort of moved the ball. Yeah. Like, again, like, and Cortland Sutton catches another touchdown. I mean, like, whatever, they put up 20 points. Like, I guess the Dolphins, as great as the Dolphins' offense is, the Dolphins' defense doesn't scare me, right? I mean, no Jalen Ramsey, obviously. He's out as well. Vic Fangio, I think, is a great defensive coordinator, but, like, I believe the Bills will be able to move the ball against yeah. Miami. And so in a game in which it's got the highest over-under and they should be throwing a decent amount, Gabe Davis, who has the second-highest target share on the team, now, again, it's still only like 13%, 14%, you know, like because they haven't needed to. They're running the ball. and But um, I'm keeping it up on Gabe Davis. Again, depends on your team. Depends on if you would normally start Gabe Davis, I'm starting him this week. Yeah, I, I actually never keep it open for Gabe Davis. Wow. Um, I never do, but today I am. Uh, he's wide receiver 37. This week I have him generously ranked at uh, wide receiver 33, even though I know it's, he had a good game in week two, so it's one, two, three, four weeks away before he has his next good one. But like <laughs> you said, the Dolphins' defense, they can give it up. The Dolphins' defense is more of a situational, opportunistic defense. Like, they could play bend, don't break. Uh, at the right time, but like you said, in this game where it's 53 and a half by far, uh, the biggest total in this game, maybe he'll get that touchdown this game and have two catches instead of one. So I'll, I'll keep it open just a teeny little little bit. I think this is the kind of game where just just visualize the game. What are they? What are the Bills going to be doing? They're going to be running the ball first, second down with with James Cook. No, they're going to be throwing a ton. This is what happens every time that Josh Allen is in a game against Patrick Mahomes or against the Dolphins in a shootout. They're going to be throwing a ton, and Gabe Davis is still the number two guy in that passing offense. Yeah, that's why the point total is set where it is. And I mean, the Bills have to be feeling a little disrespect. I know the Dolphins have been amazing. The Bills have run this division for a couple years right now and a lot of people are wondering 
if that time is over. So I think we'll see a different Bills offense come out in yeah. this one. All right, the one we've all been waiting for here, Barry, Jahan Dotson. <laughs> He's got the Eagles this week. Jahan Dotson just averaging 6.1 points per game in fantasy. That is wide receiver 78. They got the Eagles coming up before the Bears on the short week. Are you closing it out on your boy, Jahan Dotson? I am, unfortunately, Ooh, closing oh, it out. Man. Look, look. Wow. Ice cold. Oh. I mean, Come on, Matthew. I love him. <laughs> I love what are you him. doing to your loved ones? Uh, yeah, but, I mean, I am at rank 47. I mean, you know, I mean, like, I can't. It's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to say keep it open. I mean, he's, you know, he's had under 25 receiving yards in back-to-back games. He was in fantasy points in every game so far this season. Below a 20% target share so far. They're spreading it around quite a bit. The offense is a little bit uh, inconsistent. As you see the target fact, share here. Right, exactly. And, by the way, um, uh, last two games, He's been under a 15% target share. So it just, you know, week one with McLaurin a little bit banged up with a turf toe. Dotson got some love. Last two weeks just hasn't been there. Um, they didn't really, you know, I don't. He, they're spreading it around. Like, again, you see Cole, Cole Turner and Logan Thomas there. They're using Curtis Samuel there. And McLaurin, the, the running backs have been involved as well. So it's good for the commander's offense in general, trying to get a bunch of different guys involved. But for us in fantasy, not so much. And then you think about this game coming up at Philadelphia. Eagles defense looks pretty good. I think Dotson will see, you know, some Slay, some Bradbury. Like, they'll try to move him around a little bit, but just I don't feel great about it. He's going to need a touchdown to pay off and just how lucky do you feel. So I'm closing it out this week on Dotson. Still believe in the talent, still believe in the overall direction of the commander's offense. But... This week on Dotson. The concern would be that like they lost the game 37-3. to They were in a game script where they needed to throw all the time, and he still didn't really see the work. To be fair, Hal did only throw it 29 times. They just didn't run that many plays. They didn't have the ball. Right. And, and four of those 29 were to the Bills. Yeah. Yes, that's true. That's that's right. True. So, you know, I mean, the, the fact of the matter is, is really only 25 pass attempts to the commanders. So four <laughs> went to the Bills. So, you know. And those are just the ones they caught. Yeah, those are just the ones. So, I mean, oh, man. That bad old, day at the that, office that, for that, future that, Hall that, of Famer Sam Howell. That, that, that old quarterback, huh? Whew, man, look. Still better than your quarterback class. Hey, hey, he wasn't in week three. <laughs> he wasn't in week two. And he won't be in week four. Okay. From a fantasy right. perspective, possibly. Hey, yes, call me what you want to. <laughs> They're all the same guys. The Pickets, the Howells, the Ritters. None of them is... They're all they, their ceiling is all mid, but anyway, <laughs> being I'm that generous. being that Jahan Dawson is the wide receiver seventy eight, I do still believe in the talent. So I'm generously again, I generously rank guys sometimes. I'm generously ranking him fifty five, twenty spots <laughs> of ahead where he actually is. The worry is is more than just the target share, fellas. Mm-hmm. It's that it's decreasing every single game as yeah. well as his yardage. So. You know, with him being at wide receiver 78 and McLaurin wide receiver 44 and Curtis Samuel 57, I don't like none of this. I wonder why, but I don't like any of this. I will say this. I will say this. The Eagles, they get these big leads. They've done it at every game this year versus the Patriots, Vikings, and uh, the the Bucks. right? These teams, they, they get behind, and they start racking up points. Kirk Cousins did it. Mac Jones threw the ball 50 right. times. Baker Mayfield got going. So there is a slither of hope. But, like, if Jahan Dotson goes seven for 86 in a touchdown, it'll definitely be on my bench. So got to close it out. Jahan Dotson, you still the man, but we got to close it out this week. Barry, you watch this team closely. Do you think there's something to Eric Bieniemy's offense, too? You kind of hinted at this earlier that they just – 
spread the ball out to so many different players, not funneling to just McLaurin and Dotson like we kind of thought they, they yeah, would. Yeah, I mean, they're getting, they're getting everyone involved. And, that, I mean, that's credit to Sam Howell, right? It's also been, like, sort of weird game scripts, each of the games. Like, so, they, you know, they played Arizona, and they were up, and that was kind of, kind of rainy conditions first game. Second game, they had to make the big comeback against Denver, so mm-hmm. they're using a bunch of different things. And then, whatever, Sunday against the Bills, they just got their ass kicked. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, just nothing happens. was working, right? It just, just, again, bad day at the office. It just... Yeah. It just happens, and so. But I do think again, Bienemy coming. Think about Bienemy. He came from Kansas City, and so now he does not have Patrick Mahomes. Future Hall of Fame of Patrick future Mahomes. Home, yes. home, <laughs> another That's future. A sure about that? I yeah. wonder if Mahomes and Howell's busts will be next to each other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to think about that because they're on the same kind of. You know, they could retire around the same time. Just something uh, interesting to think I, about. I will say this, but the no, but they, no, I just can say, but they don't have. Uh, the commanders don't have anyone like Travis Kelsey that demands a significant target share. But after Kelsey, like, the Chiefs for years and years and years, other than the Tyree Kill years, like, spread it around, get everyone involved. Yeah. And so I wonder if that's what Bannon doing is, is, like, coming here and, like, let's get everyone involved. Yeah, he, so, he, yes, I do think, to answer your question, yes, I do think there's something yeah, to just that. Just don't get the other team involved and they're good. Yeah. I will say this, the commander's offense, it, it doesn't make my eyes bleed to watch their offense operate. They still run the ball well. Like the Jets, Bears, and Falcons offenses, like it's tough to watch those offenses operate. Yeah. Like yeah. the commanders at least have something to work with schematically. When do we see Taylor Heineke? Next week? Two the, weeks? I mean, when, when we see uh, Taylor Swift on this show. Right. Yeah, I think we'll see uh, Taylor yeah. Heineke. When are we going to see Jacoby Brissett? No. This no. man just threw four interceptions. Yeah, against the Bills, David. Oh, it's against say, the Bills. I will say. What are going to do against the Eagles? How at least has flashes in a way that Wilson, Pickett, and Ritter just have not this right. year at all. Like, there's just nothing with I mean, those three. Uh, but with right. Al... At least he looks athletic. He kind of looks the part at times. He's how, how, yeah, yeah. How, how was a top 12 fantasy quarterback in week number one? He, he beat the Cowboys last year in the last game of the season as well. Commanders are 2-1. and one. Led the comeback against Denver, which, by the way, shouldn't have been nearly as close as it was. I mean, like, fluky Hail Mary gets that game closer than it should have been. But the fact of the matter is he's on the road at Denver, which, again, doesn't look as impressive today as it did a week ago, obviously. I mean, just given up, given up 70. But... I would argue that playing at Denver is a tougher thing than uh, Broncos on the road for a one o'clock game sure. in September in Miami. You I, know, anyway, yes. whatever. But you got the same record as the Chiefs and the Bills, Matthew. Thank you very much. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. Right, future yeah. future Hall of Famer Josh Allen, future Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes, yeah. future Hall of Famer Sam Howell. Yeah. Right there, Just you can like see that. the busts yeah. all in Man, a throw row. Throw Anthony Richardson in there. There you go. Different holes, but yes. Our final tab here, guys, Pat Fryermuth, who has the Texans, the scrappy Texans Mm. defense this week. Fryermuth, Jay, this was entering very scary territory after the first two weeks. He bounces back in week three. He gets the touchdown, which the situation with Pat Fryermuth is just he has to score. But the good thing is Kenny Pickett does look his way in the end zone quite a bit. Yeah, you didn't love the first two weeks where he had uh, two receptions for five (laughs) yards combined in games where they kind of had to throw a little bit. Uh, I mean, look, with Fryermuth, the thing is, is that you probably have to start him because of where you drafted him. You probably drafted him as your tight end one because he's going in that 8 to 10 range among tight ends. And unless you got, you know, Sam LaPorta on the back end, you probably need to start him. And, look, they did look a little bit better against the Raiders. I wouldn't give up entirely on Kenny Pickett because he did have flashes at the end of last season. And you're in a matchup against the Texans defense that hasn't looked great so far. Hasn't been a complete walkover, but... 
you would think that this is going to be an easier matchup, certainly than Cleveland and San Francisco, where he did nothing. I'm going to keep it open as well. Look, you mentioned the Texans' defense. They're top 10 in terms of most fantasy points allowed to opposing tight ends. And Pat Fryermuth has become a touchdown-dependent tight end like the majority of them. Yeah, he's but, Henry. I mean, basically, right? But guess what? He has four end zone targets this year. That is literally tied for the most in the league so far among tight ends. Him and Travis Kelsey lead the NFL in end zone targets among tight ends. He's played 75% of the snaps in back-to-back games. And so given the matchup, given the fact that, you know, he's likely to score, he's got a you know better than average chance to score, I'm going to keep it open on him. I'm at tight end 12 this week, so borderline tight end one, you know. He's a touchdown-dependent tight end, but he's got a decent chance at scoring one. Yeah, congrats to uh, Fry me for catching three passes in this game instead of just one, right? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. two points right there. Yeah, Kyle and, Pitts would kill for that kind of target share. Hey, he had five. He had five. <laughs> <laughs> He had five, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, hey, Jay got the computer. Uh, No, look, man, if you don't have – Did you see the clip of of Kyle Pitts just being overthrown? Yeah, I I saw the clip, and, you know, with Ritter, Ritter, that's the whole game. I get it. Uh, Pat Frymuth, if you don't have Laporta, if you didn't hit on a guy like that or you don't have the elite tight ends, how can you sit – uh, Fryer move when he's scoring these touchdowns. Like, that's all you got at tight end right now, so I'm going to leave that open. Crush your Sunday scaries next weekend with the best remedy possible. Sunday Night Football. Check out NBCSports.com slash ScaryGoodSNF to enter for a chance to win a trip for two to a Sunday Night Football game next season. And check out our watch party schedule. We're taking our last break when we're back. Early line alert for week four, including the Bills' as favorites against the Dolphins. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Hey, Fidelity, can I get a second opinion on stocks in the Fidelity app? With Fidelity, it's easy to get an outside opinion from independent experts in a single score. And then? When you're ready, trade U.S. stocks and ETFs with no commissions. That's right. I am always right. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE SIPC. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and today new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus <coughs> bets instantly. Download the app and use promo code BERRY when you sign up. DraftKings yeah. Sportsbook, the crowd is yours. All right, let's take a look at some early lines courtesy of our friends at DraftKings, of course. Jay, what do you have your eyes on this week as uh, you see a lot of movement this time of the week? 
have my eyes on the AFC North, Connor. The Cleveland Browns, to me, they're the most compelling team in the NFL right now because I think they have potentially a historic defense. They've given up, the defense has given up 19 points in three weeks. It's a little skewed because there were the two defensive touchdowns against them in the Pittsburgh yeah. game, but this defense is giving up absolutely nothing in terms of the advanced stats EPA per play against. This is the best start to a season since the Patriots in 2019. Well, it's better than the Patriots in 2019. That was the kind of last great defense. Miles Garrett is playing like perhaps the best defensive player in football. And then, probably more importantly, Deshaun Watson looked a little bit like Houston Deshaun Watson for the first time on the weekend. And so I'm not sure how much of that was going up against the Titans secondary, which clearly, as you can see, uh, was not great. But they were passing over the expected rate. They were giving him the keys a bit more. And I wonder if Deshaun is maybe just a rhythm passer who needs a passing offense and wasn't really loving handing the ball off to Nick Chubb. And I think that they might be better for him in this passing offense. So I think the Browns should be favored by three against the Ravens team. It's been really uneven so far. Really uneven. They've gotten to two and one. This has not been the high-octane Todd Munkin offense. They are just grinding through games. And they're really banged up at the moment as well, Baltimore. So I think this line will close three. I think Cleveland are just a better team than Baltimore right now. By the way, Cleveland, the game last week should have been even bigger. I mean, Amari Cooper got completely blown oh, on that yeah. call. Oh, yeah. Like, we was a foot away from the sideline. They yep. called him out. And, like, it made no sense. Um, just a brutal call. Hey, for me, so the Niners are two touchdown favorites over the Cardinals, and I get it. San Francisco is really good, and yeah, Arizona's. But two touchdowns? Like, I, I feel like the Cardinals have competed in every single game they've played this year, right? I mean, they, they, the commanders, it was tough for the commanders to put them away. They were up big on the Giants until the Giants made a historic comeback in the second half. But again, Giants barely beat them. Then they took it to Dallas in week three, and so... Do I think that 49ers win this game? Of course I do. But do I think they win it by two touchdowns? I don't know. Minus 14? I Give me the cards plus 14. They're 3-0 against the spread so far this season. They've got the fourth best point differential in the first half. Like, they come out uh, they come out and, and, and play hot. So, you know, I could see the Niners kind of maybe – the Dallas game maybe put them on, on notice a little bit, but I could see the Niners sort of overlooking them a little bit. Plus four – that's a big line. It plus is a big 14. line. And a couple things there. One – Brock Purdy should have like four interceptions so far, and he's got zero. He's getting very lucky. They had to convert a lot of third and longs against the Giants to be able to stay in front in that game. They weren't super convincing on offense. And then also, the Niners' defense does kind of take games off. Think back to what Jarrett Stidham did against them at the end of last season. Think what what Matthew Stafford did in the first half in the Rams game a couple of weeks ago. So I agree. I think Arizona, with Josh Dobbs, who looks like a top-20 quarterback (laughs) in the NFL right now, certainly could get a backdoor cover. Lawrence, what do you got for us? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at this Dolphins and Bills game where the line is 53 and a half. Now, I think uh, a lot of that comes from the Dolphins scoring 70 points. I mean, the Dolphins is whooping everybody. And then you got the Bills that after the Jets, they just beat up on the Raiders and on the uh, uh, Washington Commanders. I do think the Bills' defense is good, so they'll give Miami a test. Uh, but they may not be as good as the top two defense that they currently are going up against Zach Wilson, Jimmy G, and Sam Howell, who have combined for 15 picks. The Dolphins, on the other hand, defense isn't as good, but they have went up against Justin Herbert, Matt Jones, and Russell Wilson. So I think both defenses will be tight. These, this divisional matchup has been decided by three or less points in their last three games, including the playoffs. So I think they go just right under that number. 
Mine here, guys, I'm looking at Seattle being an underdog, depending where you're looking against the Giants right now. They have to travel across the country and play the Giants. This line's moving all over the place. It's mm-hmm. probably going to end as a pick em. Right. I feel like we got – we, we look at DraftKings. We <laughs> yes. look at DraftKings. I know yes. there's there are yeah. potentially some it's moving on DraftKings. out there. It's moving right. on DraftKings, too. Yeah. So, when you look at this game, for me, I think we got lied to week one with Seattle. They just always play poorly against the Rams, and they got smoked by the Rams week one. But yeah, they bounced yeah. back the last two weeks – I don't think the Giants have played good football basically 97% of the season right now, besides that second half against Arizona. I think Seattle should end up at least a favorite in this game. If you can get it at plus one where it's been sitting at DraftKings a lot, jump all over it. I think they take care of business against the Giants. Yeah, I like that call. 100%. I mean, Giants have been bad. Seahawks – and Seahawks can run the ball. That's the thing. Can run the ball. You know, like – Defense is healthy. We were worried about that offensive line, and, you know, that wasn't the case last week. So, they've – They've um, asked that pretty well. Hey, so you know what I'm being told? It's closing time. Closing it means time. you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here, Lawrence. All right, so for Lawrence, like Jay, and Connor, I'm Matthew. <laughs> uh, to all the 3-0 teams out there like me and Jay and Connor. Not Jay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Peace out. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at Fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC.